Welcome to There to Hear, an educational podcast where industry professionals talk nuts and bolts and how they got from there to here. On today's show, Mike Wagner talks about life as an agent, how to find one, what to look for, and whether or not to worry about changes as a result of coronavirus. As this is a new podcast, we're really wanting feedback, so go to media.collabinc.org to fill out the feedback survey, and you'll be entered to win a $25 Amazon gift card. Congratulations to this week's winner, Kevin Christensen. We have more of these to give out, so let us know your thoughts. From Collab Inc., I'm Tanya Musgrave, and today I have Mike Wagner with us, a below-the-line agent for the Wagner Agency, representing below-the-line crew for close to 20 years. Welcome. Uh, good morning. Thank you for having me. <laughs> How are you doing these days? It's becoming a little bit more difficult. You know, I'm teaching my kid from home and I'm not getting a lot of support from the school. And, you know, just after seven weeks of this, it uh, it, it tends to wear on you. It's starting bit. to get to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, I, yeah. I, it, it's starting to get to a lot of us. Earlier this week, it was not good. Not good at all. Um, counseling is an yeah. awesome thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't have that. A- I don't know what I would do. <laughs> Yeah. Or just, you know, as soon as you speak to someone and you tell them what's going on with you, they're like, yeah, me too. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you don't feel as bad. No, I didn't. I mean, you know, we had a brief conversation yesterday and we talked about that and I'm like, you know what, it's good to know that other people are struggling as, you know, well, good to know in a a sense that people are struggling, but it is difficult. We'll get into that. I, I, I do want to hear a lot, lot more about, um, just like on the ground, how things are looking for you. But I feel like one of the classic origin stories out there kind of starts with, so I packed up my car and I went to LA and I got an agent, you know, that's just just kind of one of the things. No, like, sure. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I have never talked with an agent and I like of any kind. I didn't know that crew even had an agent. So I um, the majority of our listeners are non-union below the line crew. And like now that I've heard how people go and get an agent, I haven't heard the flip side of how one would get into being an agent. So what was what was it that drew you to that particular role? Well, you know, I, I sort of have the classic story. I started in the mailroom at 20th Century Fox. Okay. My aunt worked for uh, Loretta Swit, and, and they were doing MASH, and she knew the gentleman that worked uh, in the mailroom. Introduced me. I was able to get the job. You know, I had no idea. I, I came out here at 18 right after high school and just for the summer and never left. Mm. So I got this great job. It was a lot of fun. I I almost wish I would have stayed there another year because you meet so many people and you go into so many offices and people, you know, a lot of the secretaries are just dying to speak to you. You know, they just want someone to talk to because they're sitting there mostly all day, right? By themselves (laughs) in these little offices. So you get to know a lot, you know, and you get to meet a lot of people. I have some dear friends um, that I still deal with today that I met there. So that was a very nice experience and then ended up, you know, going to work for a producer uh, by the name of Keith Barish. And that was a lot of fun. I was very young at the time. I had this great company car. This is E28. So, you know, I thought (laughs) life was pretty damn good and I was having a really great time. Yeah. So, you know, I ended up, you know, sort of working at this um, talent agency, working with actors Mm. from that. And uh, I really didn't like it. It, it, it wasn't it, it just didn't fit me. It wasn't going well and ended up at another agency that had a below the line department. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got into representing crew. 
I really liked it. I liked working with the producers and the uh, production executives. It was pretty much straight. You know, do you have an opening? Is there a position available? And if there is, we have some business to do. And if there's not, you know, I'll check with you on the next project. Mm -hmm. So I liked the sort of nuts and bolts of it. It was a yes or no, you know, and um, it, it, I found it to it worked a little bit better for me. Yeah. Is there a project that you are particularly proud of? I love hearing stories. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear a you story about an agent. You, I hear the you, other story, like I got an agent and then I got this gig. I want to hear the story of the agent and how they got how I, they got I, them the gig. I'll tell you something. It's very gratifying when you work really hard to get a client a meeting, especially when you get no the first few times. And then it's a really great project. Yeah. And it all comes together. Yeah, it's very, very satisfying. You know, listen, there are a lot of first AD slots open. Yeah. You have to really work hard to find those opportunities because, listen, it, the, the director ultimately makes the choice. If the director's AD is available, that's who's getting the job. Mm -hmm. If yeah. that guy isn't available, then you've got a line of producers that know ADs that will probably want to put their two cents in. And then you'll have a DP who will say, hey, my friend's available. It's not easy to find these slots, mm -hmm. especially on good shows. Mm -hmm. So, so pitch me, like, why should people, like, especially crew, why should they get an agent? Well, listen, there are a lot, there, there are a few reasons. One is that you're working a lot and you're always worried about your next job, right? You're always in, mm -hmm. and, and, and meeting people is not so easy. Uh, you know, when, when, when you're on a set, you know, 12 to 14 hours a day, mm -hmm. it can be very helpful to some, uh, just, you know, meeting new people knowing what's out there. You know, when I have a project to pitch to an AD, I need to know everything that they know about that project. I have them look into the project, see what sort of connections there might be to some of the other crew. I can, you know, do a lot of that groundwork for someone that they just don't have time to do. Right now, obviously, there's no one to speak to about all this kind of stuff. But once things get cranked back up, there'll be plenty of calls to be made. And, you know, some of my people will go back to their jobs. Some of them won't go back to their jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see what happens at that point. So, you know, just having someone out there, you know, looking for you, trying to set you up with some new people to meet, you know, you have to keep meeting new people. I know that a lot of, there are a lot of first ladies that can show, stay on a, on a show for several, several years. Mm -hmm. That's a really good payday and there's nothing wrong with that, but you don't meet anybody else. So yeah. when that show's over, it, you know, you, you're sort of left with, oh my God, these are the only people I've worked with in the last 15 years. I so I either have to eat or, or go meet new people. Which one am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so it's a lot of work on your half. You know, when you find an agent, that doesn't mean that you're, you know, your work is done. You always have to, you know, continue your contacts with people, yeah. you know, keep your ear to the floor, see what's going on. And then with a lot of times, you know, you're able to call an agent with that information. Hey, I just heard about this. You know, can you look into it? You know, and, and it, it makes their life a little bit easier. So how would someone who's particularly non-union go about finding an agent? I'll tell you something. It's uh, if you're non-union, I only represent union people. This okay. is another world to me. There are I'm, mm -hmm. there may be agencies out there that you can find. I don't, I'm not aware of any, frankly, okay. that you, even though might better serve you, but if you're non-union, it is a, it, it is a, listen, it is what it is. It's not easy. And, you know, to, to, I, I've tried to help people in the past. I've had a little success with uh, non-union people making the jump. Mm -hmm. 
and, and it almost always come from some sort of contact that they worked with a non-union that also moved up, uh, you know, so. Perhaps with the understanding that they were trying to get into the union, like maybe getting their days or. Exactly right. I mean, that's okay. what everybody has to do regardless of the union. You know, you got to put in your days. Yeah, 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 of course. But I mean, I'm saying like if you chose to represent somebody who is non-union, would it kind of be under the understanding that they were at least trying to get into a guild or a union? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you know, listen, I don't, the, the non-union world is so foreign to me. It's almost okay. like to me, you know, I represent people in the one hour world mostly and miniseries right. sort of speak. So I don't really have people in the three camera world. So if somebody came to me and said, I'm a multi-camera first aid, uh, AD, mm. I wouldn't, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't even, I barely know who to speak to because it's just not my world. It's a completely separate world. So it's extremely world. focused then. It's not just kind of a general, like, okay, everybody below the line, you know, it's, it's a lot more specific. Yes, indeed. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. Even if I have a, if I have a first AD that comes to me and says, I've only done three camera, like I said, I, I, I could probably not be helpful to them. I've had people come to me that are non union and, and frankly, I say, I, I'm, I can't help you. I'm a one man operation. You know, I'm very focused on my particular world mm -hmm. and how you go about finding an agent that I don't know. I don't know any. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one thing, though, you know, take heart. You have to do what everybody else has to do. You have to work your ass off. Yeah. You have to put your hours in. You have to make your contacts, you know. It's not foreign, not foreign to the people who are trying to get in there for sure. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, if you're in this business, you know, you have to do work your butt off. That's just the fact. Oh, yeah. You have to be aggressive. For the people who are looking for an agent, you know, these people that they are already working hard. They are trying to get they're They are working towards going into a union or a guild. What should they be vigilant of? I think that they would first mostly want to have someone that they can reach on the phone and that will follow up for them and that you know returns their calls and that shares information with them if i hear of a show for a, a, a client i will call them and say uh, this is everything i know find out what you know let's put something together and you know if, if an agent has you know, 60, 70 first ADs, it's hard to get the attention that you need, especially if you're not on the top tier of their client list. So I think you should be careful, uh, you know, look, look for a personality that you like working with. Mm -hmm. Most of this business is, comes down to personality. When I have <laughs> clients, you know, two or three clients go into a meeting or maybe they're not my clients, you know, they're random three people. It's mostly about personality because they're all qualified. They're in the door. So how often is that for you? following up and keeping up with your clients? As often as I need to be, you know, listen, things happen in spurts here, you know, they can happen right away or I can find out about a project and nothing's going to happen on that project. So I don't need to call. Are you talking about how often I should communicate with my clients? Yeah. 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 So like is a week too long is a month too long. I don't necessarily go a week without talking to a client who's not working. Okay. It's generally speaking, it's a couple times a week. And of course, you know, it depends on time of the season and what's going on as well. There's not all, you know, there's a busy time and there's not a busy time. Mm -hmm. So as much information, you know, I like to establish, you know, I, I like to have a good relationship with my clients. Mm -hmm. and, we, and we talk about a lot of things other than work. And, you know, I don't have a lot of them. So mm -hmm. we, be, you know, we become friends. Is that a typical question that you're able to ask or like that potential clients are able to ask you, like, how many clients do you work with? Yeah. 
Fair question, I think. I'm a one-man operation, so am I, am I representing, you know, 12 people or do I have, you know, 60 people? Mm-hmm. And that will reflect, I think, upon my rep- representation. How much time does this person have for me? Mm-hmm. Of course. I'd, I'd sent an article to you. It was the, the death and the rebirth of Hollywood, and we can put that in the show notes. Um, and it was kind of talking about the new landscape of what Hollywood is going to look like. And maybe not necessarily because of this, it was like the path was already started and this kind of was the catalyst to make it happen and make it happen faster. But, you know, this is going to change a lot for agencies and, you know, agents in general, especially with Hollywood kind of maybe not even being the central part, you know, like Atlanta would come up or other other places like Louisiana and, and New Mexico and that kind of thing. So for smaller cities, smaller cities and settings, um, like I know, I know people in Tennessee who are curious about agents as well. What would be your first, your first point of advice for them? Like Google or? Well, I would say this, I am not aware of any below the line agent in Atlanta New Orleans, New Mexico, or any other place except New York. There, uh, mm-hmm. Atlanta, there may be just because of the, the, of the production, but base, they, they, I'm, I'm sure some of the bigger agencies have affiliates or something like that. Okay. So, I mean, they're there. There's, I mean, I don't know of it. In Nashville, there may be some agencies, but I'm not sure that there are. Most of the people, most of my people work in those smaller cities. They go there. Okay, I mean, they go there, the but they're based LA. in LA? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, they'll go there. I have a lot of people that work in Atlanta. Now, right now, Atlanta, you know, it's a sort of a different animal. It's, it's, it has probably three or four crews deep. Mm. So they don't bring people. Okay. And when they do, they bring them from L.A. or New York or wherever they have to bring them from. Yeah. So there's not I don't know that necessarily it, 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 there may be a local a, a local agency in Atlanta. There probably should be there. I mean, there may be. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, my clients work all over. It doesn't it doesn't you know, there's not like little agencies that I'm aware of that would be that beneficial. Except if, you know, if you live in Atlanta and there's a local agency, jump on board for sure. Anything that can help. What is something from your position can you see that has changed as a as a result? You know, like how has your industry changed? I think they'll just add safety measures and the show, uh, you know, the show must go on. I, I don't, you know, I, I, they'll have a couple more people on set, you know, watching over things, I guess, making sure that, you know, people are doing what they're supposed to be doing. But, you know, the crews may be a little bit smaller. You'll probably see less background people for a while, but eventually this is, a, this is just going to pass. I don't necessarily see major changes. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the changes would be coming around mainly because of the change in in industry of like like streaming services more than COVID. I, I don't know. I had conversations with small business owners and with ADs, people who were part of the union, that kind of thing. And, you know, there are changes that they can see happening, but there was also an opinion of this will have a relatively short tail because this hasn't happened for very long. It's been a few months and, you know, it's not necessarily... Apocalypse. Yeah, I, there may yeah. be some changes in, you know, from last pilot season, uh, some of those pilots will be, uh, they just won't happen at all. And and some will just be ordered straight to series. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, people are just going to, the people will go back to work. It'll take some time. Unfortunately, it's going to be sort of a trickle. Other states will open up, I'm sure, before California. Yeah, yeah. 
which is not good, but that's just the way it's going to be. And once it does, when, you know, in, in, in a year's time, things will be rolling right along just fine. Like the landscape of the industry is one thing. How is it for your business personally? Well, everyone's out of work. Yeah. It's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you know, I have a client who just had twins. Oh my <laughs> word. Yeah. You know, so they you know everything is stopped. It's, it, 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 it affects us all. I think in, in a lot of ways, the same way. So, you know, thank God my wife is working. She works for the Veterans Administration. So I'm teaching my child and I have the same story that uh, most of my crew has. Most of my people comes have. comes with its own challenges. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we're all dealing with sort of the same thing and it's depressing. And so it, 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 it's, it's, it's affecting them. But, you know, I chat with them now and again. There's not uh, other than a text and people, you know, getting updates on dog training and puppy training, as I should say. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, asking how people's parents are doing mostly and stuff like that. You know, there's there's not a lot to discuss. Is there any way that anybody within the agency system is able to sustain themselves at this point? Well, at my level, you know, there. If if you're at the, at the bigger agencies, you're still getting some pay. You know, you're you're, you're going, you you will be just fine. You know, it, 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 it at an AD level, you know, they're struggling, absolutely struggling. Yeah. This is going to, you know, I think what is it going to be like an up being a four or five month break when it's all said and done. You know, it, it yeah, it, it it's been very difficult. Dare I very ask difficult. how PPP worked out for you? You know what? Honestly, I didn't apply. Yeah. No, I'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're, we'll be okay. This is this won't go on for a lot longer. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, I I prepare myself for emergencies. Mm -hmm. Well, so. I mean, it, literally in this kind of in this kind of job, you have to. I mean, it's feast and famine constantly. So. So I should mention to you that I lost a client to COVID. Are you I serious? First AD, I got first AD by the name of Larry Lerner. And as far as I know, he's the, he's the only first AD that has passed from this. Like because actually it's a small passed. community. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I thought, I thought you meant like losing him as a client. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, he died. <gasps> oh my yeah. word. Yeah. He passed away. So, uh, and, and I, I think he's the only one. Wow. Because it's a very small community. And when he died, I got calls from people I haven't spoken to in a long time. At the day, within hours. Oh, my word. So if, if anyone else had, you know, I, I would know about it. So it's very sad. He's a, he's a real gentleman, a very nice man. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my word. So that effect, is you know, it's affected me. It's affected a lot of people in a lot of ways. In particularly lockdown where you can't return to normal no it's not normal no <laughs> nothing no. about it is normal and people are like getting tired of it with i mean and i'm so sorry to hear about him moving thank you is this something that is going to affect the jobs that you recommend you know like vetting whether or not a workplace is safe for your clients Oh, I think that if there's any question about safety, then they won't go there. Yeah. The, the production itself. 
Oh, the okay. studios would be held liable. You know, this is going to go. In, this is going to create a little bit of a monster because you know you let people go back to work. I mean, are you going to get sued if they get the virus? It's, it, you know, there there there's going to there'll be some ost- obstacles to overcome. So I I'm not I don't know necessarily that a, a production if it's a studio production they'll go to any place that's that, that seems that it could be you know an issue at all. I I am not entirely certain like how much say an agent gets in this kind of thing on like recommending that they go and do something? Is it just kind of you are making the connection and that's, that's that. And they can, they make that decision or. No, listen, I recommend uh, people do things all the time and I understand every reason they don't want to. Yeah. I, I have no issue with someone turning something down. You know, they have their own personal reasons. Uh, but if I see it's a good project, I'll push them to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> but all, but ultimately, you know, it's up to them. We're a small media company as well. And so when we're trying to figure out whether or not we're going to ramp up for production, because we're tiny, you know, we're Mm -hmm. millions of dollars are not at stake by any Mm -hmm. means. But even then, you know, our lawyer was just like, you have to be extremely careful because there could be an argument for duress where people would feel manipulated into going in. But I mean, if you think about it, so many people being out of work for four or five months, you would think that they would be a little desperate, you know? Well, you know something, the first ADs are all about safety. Yeah. They're responsible for everything. Mm-hmm. And if they feel a situation isn't safe, most of them, most of them speak up right away. Mm-hmm. So if they're in a situation and they're thinking, man, this is just not right. It's just not right. They can shut it down mm-hmm. and they will. So most of my clients would not go into a situation they thought was unsafe. And, mm-hmm. and I don't see, I don't see a lot of any of the studios really putting people in that position. Not now anyway, maybe, you know, let time, let some time pass and things will loosen up a little bit. I'm sure. I'm in a completely different situation where, um, like, uh, because I was a freelance photographer for years and then this was like the first full-time job that I actually got. And you know, like first, at first it felt like a ball and chain, you know, because anybody in this business, like you just need a little bit of that freedom, you know, yep. but I think of it and I'm just like, holy crap, that would have been me three years ago. Like I would be sunk. I would be in a car packing up all of my stuff and going home and like staying in my parents' backyard because like I wouldn't be able to do anything. Do you have any words of advice or thoughts that you'd have for people where, where should they go? Where should they, what, what, how, how should they position themselves? Well, do you, do you mean professionally or personally or words of advice? Everything. Well, listen, this will, this too shall pass. I mean, you know, this, this won't, won't go on for a lot longer. Our lives will be back to normal. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, you know, none of my people had to learn the hard way that you need to prepare for these kinds of things financially all the time. Shit happens. And, and, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't want to get caught. Yeah. You don't want to get caught because it can be devastating. Yeah. And for and, and it's as far as I know so far my people are okay. Good. Good. You know, but just be prepared. That's all I can tell you. Just be prepared because this kind of things happen. And you know what first ADs know that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is the, the life, their life is, you know, a, a bit of uncertainty mm-hmm. because they don't have their next job lined up. Mm-hmm. Nothing is guaranteed, you know. They don't have the office to go to after their current uh, you know, gig. Yeah. Right. So they're always sort of in the mindset of be prepared. Shit happens. I may not work. I may work. You know, it's 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 mm-hmm. it's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. But that's what life is. I feel like it's an interesting position that you're in because there are a lot of people that like they're they're usually the ones that 
want to be the one, you know, like they want, they want to be the star of the show, but like having, being the connector, I think that's pretty cool. It is cool. And especially when it works out. Yeah. So I got, because you know what? A lot of times it doesn't, (laughs) (laughs) you go into this project with these great expectations in this, in this, in this person that you've been dying to work with, it doesn't always work out. So with the connections that you, you make, I mean, obviously you have to be you have to be pretty vigilant of the, the, the connections around you, but like who, who do you normally connect with? Is it producers? Is it directors yeah, or the, the line producers? Okay. Yeah. The people that are hiring the crew. Okay. So you're That's just most, and, and, and production executives, but a lot of, a lot of information that I get is directly from the producers. I, I hear about them, you know, jumping on a show. I simply, you know, get in touch with them, asking what their crew needs might be. And then, you know, we're off and running. But that's mostly who I deal with. Oh, man, that's super cool. No, it is cool. And a lot of them are really, really great people. (laughs) You know, I've had long relations. Oh, my God. I've had relationships with people who I've never met for so long since they've created the Internet. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is email. I swear to God. And it's so easy and it's so convenient. Mm -hmm. You know, because I have very short questions to ask people. Uh You know, are you looking for a first AD? Yeah. And what they like about it too, is that I don't waste anybody's time. They're not wasting their time. If they, you know, it's not that we don't speak. It just makes our lives a lot easier because they, they're getting a ton of emails. I don't, I can't imagine the amount of people contacting a line producer on a series about an open position, whether it be a first AD, a production manager, a DP, right? Yeah. They, they must be inundated with it. And and you know what? That's that's part of something that they have to deal with because they're in that position. I feel like that's probably the most opposite view that I had in my mind. I think of the agents as the ones who are like talking the ear off of producers and of their clients and be like, oh, yeah, you're much you know, here. You know, <laughs> no, it's, it, it's definitely a style thing, really. I mean, a yeah. lot of people like doing that. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, with all the when you sign on to a project to be the line producer, you're off and running and there's a lot to do and you're getting a lot of calls. So everyone's life has become easier, I think, this with with quick communication. So, okay. So how could people find you or an agent? Uh, Just Google agency? Yeah, simple. Google it. Yeah. Google it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just like everybody, you know, that's how we find everybody now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if there was a certain like super secret club that like, oh, if you were part no. of this, then I, hey, I know a really, really good agency kind of thing. No, you know, there are not a lot of agencies that represent, you know, below the line. A lot of them, a lot of the bigger ones do now. There are, there are, there are a few. Um, so what is it when a company, like, would a, would a company approach you and say like, hey, we're putting together production um, for like this commercial. Could we contact, you know, something uh, well, like that? Most, yeah, is there yeah, anybody you know, that you know? I, 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 no, yeah, no, yeah, I get, I get, you mean, do I get calls directly from like producers looking for uh, clients? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, it, most of my job is making phone calls and sending emails and gathering information. Mm-hmm. That's all, you know, all, all my clients want to know is what's going on mm-hmm. and who's involved with it. Yeah. You know, to have to, to, you know, to get a call from it, you know, when you call your agent and they say, well, there's nothing going on, mm-hmm. it's disconcerting a little bit. Yeah. You have to have some information. (laughs) Don't know anything. You you know, the the more information that you have, 
you know, the, the better off your clients are going to be and your relationship with them will be. Well, I, I really appreciate your time that you've, uh, you've given your insight. This is really interesting talking to an agent for the first time. <laughs> well, I hope I was helpful. It's been a pleasure speaking with you as well. No, I appreciate it. So thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. I, if you enjoyed this interview, follow us right here and check out more episodes at collabinc.org. If you have comments or know someone who would be a great guest on our show, send in your suggestions to tanya at collabinc.org. Again, we're really wanting feedback, so go to media.collabinc.org, fill out this feedback survey, and you'll be entered to win a $25 Amazon gift card. Again, we will see you next time. Thank you so much.